So don't come to us thinking that you've got to have done GCSE or you've got to have done A-level. And if you don't do that, you're going to be disadvantaged. You know, we, we, we walk through with you. We, you know, we, we, we very much get you to think about the, the, the key ideas, assuming that you've not done sociology before. All we ask of you is that you have an inquiry in mind and you, you can, you know, you're interested in society. Hello and welcome to, well, a special episode, I guess, of the Humans of Hope podcast. So I'm joined today by Mike, as as well as usual, and by Dave as well, who is a sociology professor here at the university. Yes, hi, good morning. How are you today, Dave? Yeah, all good, thanks very much. Yeah, really uh, looking forward to just having a, a nice chat about sociology, uh, something that we live and breathe, I think, but don't often realise that we live and breathe this, but... Yeah, nice. all ready to go. You as well, Mike? Yeah, all good. Looking forward to a good chat about the subject I did at uni, yeah. This is your, your specialist episode, isn't it? It is, almost, yeah. yeah. Looking forward to this one. Nice. Um, so we'll start off as we always do, uh, just with a sort of quick fire round on getting to know our guest for the day. Uh, so, Dave, this will be an interesting one, actually. So the first question we normally ask, is, well, what do you study at university? Because we usually have students on here. So, obviously, sociology is your background, but potentially, where did you actually study for undergrad, postgrad, etc.? Right, as you okay. sort of progressed through. Yeah, no, thanks, Nathan. So, I, I came to sociology and academic study relatively late in life. I was a, a mature student. I'd, been, uh, I'd had other jobs. I'd had worked as a painter and decorator for a number of years, worked in the post office for about 10 years, uh, and then started doing a night school um, when I was around about late 20s. And first, one of the first courses that struck out to me was firstly GCSE and then A-level uh, sociology, uh, which I studied in uh, Liverpool Community College of uh, a night uh, evening school. And in all honesty, it just grabbed me from the off. I just thought this, this, this was the subject to me. It just seemed so, so relevant, uh, so engaging, so many different issues that, you know, it's, it's such a broad topic. And, and even if it was, you didn't like everything, you would always find something that you really did uh, en- engage with. Um, in all honesty, I, I do think sociology should be a national curriculum subject. I think it's so important. So, so the, the night school led me on to uh, thinking about university. So I actually went to, to John Moore's university where I did sociology and, and history. Uh, and shortly after that, so I, I grad- graduated in 97. So yes, I'm before most of our prospective students were born, which is always quite sobering. Um, but I came to Hope in about 1999, where uh, after completing my degree, completing my postgraduate certificates of education, uh, I started a Hope in sociology department as a slightly different sociology team, team back then, and uh, just fell in love with Hope, fell in love with the place as well. And I think since, probably since 92, 93, when I, d- I did my GCSE sociology, uh, you know, Nathan, you said at the beginning, normally you speak to students, uh, it's about experiences of studying. I honestly don't think I've ever stopped studying sociology. I think sociology is such a core part of everyday life um, that we, we, we continue in studying this. You know, so even then, I was uh, after starting in 99, I did my master's in sociology, then I went on to do my PhD in sociology. And it's such an important subject. You sort of live and breathe it, and you feel like you're studying it all, all the time. And even now, you know, twenty 
four years on after starting at Hope. Gosh, that's a long time. Um, the subject is always changing. It, 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 you know, we'll go on to explain what sociology is about shortly, but uh, it's a dynamic subject that is forever changing. Uh, and to say that you, you do your sociology sociology degree and that's it is, is rather something of a misnomer. You're always studying, always having to refresh, always having to update, because the world is dynamic and changing, and, and sociology has to admit of that. Nice. So, I mean, that's a pretty comprehensive background there, to be fair, mm-hmm. to start off with. That's really good. Um, we're going to, well, almost pivot slightly more towards you for a minute. And then we'll go back and really dial in on sociology as well. So the all-important question, red or blue? Blue. Um, so a scary weekend. Um, and you know, from our studios here, we can got a nice view of the, the ground going up, which was uh, very close to becoming one of the nicest, best grounds in the championship. <laughs> uh, but thankfully, we, we, we avoided that with a, with a, with a smashing goal uh, from Decore. But yeah, lifelong blue. Uh, blue, blue to the core, and, and sociology to the core as well. Nice. So, yeah. so I mean, we've had some interesting answers to that question so far, haven't we? We've had uh, we've had purple, we've had transparency. Did someone say? I can't. I can't remember. Yeah. The one that really sticks out was Manchester. That was tough to say. Yeah, that that yeah. was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Although we do welcome students from Manchester as well. But yeah. <laughs> you can say that. Just to make that. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, is this the best answer in your mind? Oh, even though, that, even though it's Everton, best I mean, better purple in it, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'd say I'd take an Everton fan, especially after that weekend. I wouldn't begrudge uh, any celebrations, no. <laughs> when you were supporting them as well, I think. That was, yeah, yeah. I didn't want them to go down. Yeah, I mean, it's it's six points for you every season, so. It's got to walk out now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So. Where are you from, Dave? I guess you answers that question, isn't it? Are you from around here in Liverpool? Yeah, like like life lifelong from Liverpool. So so grew up in the north end of the city uh, in the early years, sort of uh, Kirkdale way, uh, but spent most of my youth and and adulthood uh, in the southern part of the city, so around Smithdown Road, which is where a lot of our students go on to to live, especially in their, their second year. Um, and yeah, grew grew up in in Liverpool, which um. So I'm, I'm a child of the 60s, so I do go back quite, quite a way of old vintage or an old cheese, whichever way you want to, to, to frame it. Um, but the Liverpool I grew up in was quite a, a rough town, not, not necessarily um, a lot of money invested into it. You know, it went through an awful lot of uh, economic problems and social problems and so on. But I think the last 20 years, as a, uh, probably by the time I was in my sort of late 30s, 40s, you could see the city transforming and... From, from a city that wasn't always a particularly nice place to grow up in, the last 20 years or so have seen an incredible transformation in that. I don't, I don't know what you think, Michael. Obviously, you're a little bit younger than I, but I think it, it genuinely is a really nice place to, to grow up and to live yeah. and to, to you know engage in leisure, to visit the, you know, football, if that's your thing. But there's so much on offer these days. It really yeah. is a, a genuinely great place to, to grow up in uh, and to, to study and to learn and to live and to party and whatever else you choose to do. Yeah. Ma- Michael, do you... Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's changed its sort of reputation a lot. Like, it still gets... You know, has a bit of a bad reputation from people across the country, but it's generally from people who haven't been here that say stuff like that because everyone who comes here ends up saying what a friendly place it is, how nice it is, and, uh, and how welcoming the people are and things. Yeah, yeah. I think um, certainly one thing I've noticed is that particularly older people or middle-aged to older who remember what happened in Liverpool in the 80s, for example, 
um, they come here now and they're shocked mm-hmm. to, to be honest by, by what they see and it's like oh wow this is so different so yeah. nice so I mean modern absolutely. in a lot of ways yeah, as absolutely. well absolutely um, I think a testament to that as well Nathan is the, the, the sheer number of students who go on to stay in the city after yeah, they've graduated yeah. it's, in, it's incredible you know you have students from, from, from Ireland in particular but from all over the country uh, who come here to study the degree, enjoy the degree, enjoy the time in Liverpool, maybe go on to do a master's degree afterwards, or, or at least get you know a, a job in the city, and go on to stay here. And, and you know, open days, parents are really pleasantly surprised, and you know, just by how nice the city has become, and and definitely you know that 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 sort of you know. Uh, desire to want to, to put down roots in Liverpool is, is phenomenal it's, and it's really grown again in, in the, the time that I've been at Hove. I think it's, it's for me as well I've lived in many places in the UK I'm not from Liverpool but this is sort of you know the place that I'd want to settle definitely out of all the places that I've lived um, certainly we'll, we'll sort of go from that into what's your favourite place in Liverpool Dave? Uh, there are so many it's, it's, I mean you know I've, I've grown up you know I've seen Liverpool evolve as a city over the last you know, 40, 50 years or so. So there's an awful lot uh, to do, whether you like uh, the city. So I'm, I'm, I, I live uh, in New Brighton, which is just on the other side of the River Mersey. So there's, for me, there's lots of access to, to, to nice walks, nice beaches, nice countryside, uh, places just to kind of go and sit and unwind and, 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 and rest and relax. And uh, I've got a couple of dogs, so it's nice to kind of take the dogs out on the, on the beach of an evening as well. Uh, but the Liverpool city centre itself is, is is really vibrant. So I think I think for me, probably let's be honest, I'm a little bit too old to be out nightclubbing and going to various bars. Um, but I think places like the, the the Baltic Markets are absolutely wonderful places, and often a little bit off the the map for many students and many and many tourists. Uh, but lots of um, bric-a-brac markets, sorts of retro fashions bars. Uh, places to get something to eat, lots of live music, and a really, really sort of nice atmosphere to the place, uh, and also just being alongside the waterfront since since the waterfront was uh, re- renovated, um, again just beautiful place to just you know sit and chill and, and and watch the world go by, but some great museums there, some great you've got the Albert Dock, you've got the Pier Head, you've got the Liverpool Life Museum, uh, you've got the Beatles statues, you've got the ferries, you've 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 just got such a really nice open space. Um, previous re- recent weeks we've had the Eurovision, so we have the, the Eurovision village. Um, often in the summer there'll be co- concerts there, music venues. Just one of those places where there's there's always a, a vibe about it. There's just always something really nice and positive, and um, so often you walk there and it just feels like you're on holiday somewhere. It's just got such a such a nice nice atmosphere. Um, so yeah, so I'm not not so one for the for, for the pubs and clubs, but if you are, you've got you know Bowl Street and Concert Square. You know th- those areas have now got an energy which you just didn't used to have at all in, in Liverpool. Um, so there's something for everyone, but you know of of my age, yeah, you won't see me down Concert Square, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure Mike's been there a few times. Have you not, Mike? Yeah. Many years ago now, yeah. That's only, I think I'm too old to go there. Many myself, years ago. Many years ago, yeah. yeah. In Concert Square, yeah. Yeah, Mike, Mike's Mike's eighteen, by the way. He's talking, yeah. about, <laughs> he's talking about when he was thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the final one for this little bit is going to be a really important sociology kind of question as well, to be fair. Um, what's your favourite Scouse slang word? Oh, gosh, that's one. That's a, a, a curveball. It's, it's a really difficult one because language evolves. So 
one that still comes up is your is your sound. Um, there's a lot a lot of scouse words. I don't know. I probably use them so often. I don't even realise I'm, I'm I'm using them. Or something that when something sounds, that that's still an old an old scouse yeah. word. Um, I'm probably full of full of scouse words without realising that I'm I'm doing it because it's just <laughs> so sort of in, ingrained. Uh, but it is it's it's I think. It, you're, you always think you're sort of st- stereotyping because it's just ha- how you live your, your life. But I think that the thing with being Scouts Liverpool is the friendliness, is, is the humour. And, and, and I think certainly that comes across in, in my teaching, I think. I, I think. I think students would probably agree with that, I don't know. Um, but we, just sort of, we do sort of bring an energy that is, is, is quite upbeat and, and managing to see the positive in things that aren't necessarily positive all the time such as Everton's you know, struggle with, <laughs> with, with, with relegation again um, but yeah it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a friendly place it's a dynamic place and it's the, the language and the humour and the friendliness reflects that and again you know if you, if you come to uh, open days or applicant days and you chat with other students you'll, you'll meet Mike and you'll meet myself um, you know have those conversations with, with, with those people because I think most students genuinely find it to be and a lot of our international students often say how, how friendly it is how people will will help you uh, and I think rather than a single word it's just a, a general sense of what it means to be from Liverpool and how that's reflected in our, in our attitude and our, and our openness to uh, people from other parts of the country and other parts of the world. Okay, so now we're going to talk a little bit about sociology. So the subject that is of, well, a lot of interest to both of you two, of <laughs> course. Um, to me somewhat, to me somewhat <laughs> as well. Um, we'll start off with the, the most obvious question to uh, a mere mogul like myself. What is sociology? Okay, so I think I said earlier that I, think I do consider sociology to be one of the most important subjects on the... Uh, higher education curriculum and probably something that should be on the national curriculum as well essentially what sociology is about is looking at the relationships between society the social world in which we live uh, and how that impacts individuals on on, on a day-to-day basis so there's a there's an old saying from you know poet john john dunn that no man is an island Uh, and i think that's absolutely right we are are all intricately intricately connected to one another were integrally connected to the uh, main institutions in society, whether it's uh, media, education, uh, religion, the workplace, and so on. And, and all of those institutions have an impact on individuals, as do all those individuals have an impact on those uh, institutions. Uh, society is uh, resplendent with, with, with power dynamics and power relationships. You kind of got all kinds of uh, social orders, whether it's uh, gender, class, race, uh, religion, ethnicity, sexuality, and so on, uh, and and all those ways of being, all those sorts of identity positions and those social structures, uh, all have a really symbiotic relationship with with individuals. So so at its core, sociology is about the study of society and the relationship between society and individuals on a, a, an everyday basis. Okay. Anything to add to that, Mike? Yeah. It's pretty. No, that was pretty. That yeah. was quite comprehensive. Yeah, <laughs> but it just it just goes like it's it's so broad. Mm-hmm. Like you, you really it will change the way you think about sort of everything. I'll talk a bit more about that later. Like, but like it it will just change the way you look at the world from little mundane things like waiting for the bus. If the bus is late, 
you don't just blame like the driver or traffic. You think, oh well, the funding's being cut, and you end up going down this rabbit hole of neoliberalism and privatization <laughs> while you sat there waiting for a fourteen, and it does just change the way you think about everything, really. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It is. It's. 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 It is a subject that is very much about critical thinking, critical inquiry. Um, it's very much a subject that's based on shifting standards. There's, there's no sort of black and white firm, firm foundations. Uh, you know, different people will view the relationship between society and the individual in, in different ways. And we explore that through, throughout the course as, as, as well. But it's a very sort of, I don't want to use the word complex to kind of put people off, but it's, you know, society is complex, society is multifaceted. There's so many different dimensions to it. Uh, and we live in a rapidly changing world, and we need to think about how that rapidly changing world influences people in their day-to-day existence. So it's, it's never a subject that sits still. And I think from when I started studying it back in the 1990s, that, that's what drew me to it. It's just, it's, it's, it's always moving, it's always shifting, because it reflects changes in, in society, which are, of course, driven by individuals within that society. So it's almost like a circular relationship that we want people to, to think about and, and as you say in my Michael it, you know you, it does change the way you think about yeah. the world you know every, everything you, you, you do um, you, you will start to see through a different lens through a different perspective yeah. um, and it's such a broad topic as well you will always find something in sociology that is is for you um, and perhaps you can go on to say something about that in, in, in a few moments Nathan yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I mean next question I've got here that's what I hear from Mike a lot as well is always the breadth of it there's always something for everyone within it yeah. sort of thing um, but it, it was going to go on to sort of what about sociology specifically appeals to you and I suppose that's kind of the um the element of it's always changing it's always you know there's always something new it's really broad is that sort of the is there any sort of niche area maybe that that might be a particular area of interest to, to you both yes michael what did you find particularly um, interesting as a student so i i like to, to study the media as i was saying before that's what i did my dissertation on um, but the, the sort of class focus um was, was really what i enjoyed but just generally the, the curiosity, the, the thing like I always say when we're at like careers fair, so the students, if someone says they want to study sociology and ask some questions about it and that, I always say it's for, it's for, you know, when you're a kid and like someone says something to you and you go, why? And then you say something back and you go, why? And you just do that all the time. That's what sociology is. You just say <laughs> why or you just question everything. Um, and that, that's what I enjoyed. Like, you, you're not just looking at something at face value and taking it. Like, you're just asking questions and asking questions all the time. And that's what I enjoyed about it because I was that kid. Um, so that, yeah, that that's what I sort of liked about it really. Yeah, it's it. I mean, it is absolutely the the, the breadth. I mean, within sociology, you can study all, all manner of of sub subjects. So anything from uh, religion to education to gender and sexuality to sociology of the work, sociology of of the media, uh, global issues. Looking at you know you know. Uh, looking at some of the issues in other parts of the world through a sociological lens. Uh, if, you, if, it, if it exists in society, it exists in sociology. Uh, so it is very much the, the breadth of, of topics that, that you can do. Um, and also, how, how it, you know, it, it's always, always relevant. I think that, that's, that's the key point. So just three very brief examples that we can may, 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 maybe uh, un, un, unpick. So in, in 2010, 
and the coalition governments launched a policy of austerity, which was effectively, you know, lots of cuts in funding to all manner of public services. Uh, and obviously that has an impact uh, on, on people's lives, you know, how people have to adapt their lives, tweak their lives in respect of maybe less income coming in or poorer access to services. Uh, within uh, youth youth services, for example, in in the, about the 12, 13 years after 2010, there was around about 75-80% cut in funding for youth services, so that has an impact on how young people are, are acting and behaving on, on, on the streets. Uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that there's, there's a causal link, but if you look at like recent rises in, in knife crime, is it, is it more than a coincidence that that has corresponded with cutting youth services and cuts to, to, to welfare benefits and, and, and so on? So, you know, austerity kind of gave us a, a massive area to think about from a sociological lens. Then we went into COVID, and I know a lot of people are sort of fed up hearing about COVID now, but COVID from a sociological perspective uh, was actually quite useful because it helped to shine a lens to to, to, to focus a lens on a whole range of issues that sociologists have been talking about for, for several years. So, you know, children from poverty doing less well at school, for example, the impact of um, poor diet and, and, and lack of school meals on, on children and young people, um, the way, you know, the impact on mental health because people were, were socially isolated told us how important those social bonds uh, actually, actually are. So I think, you know, COVID was interesting because it, it helped to illuminate a number of issues that sociologists have been talking about for a long, long time and all of a sudden everyone was talking about them. I think there is a central point that everyone's a sociologist but doesn't actually realise it until they pick up a, a sociology book and start joining the dots. Um, and the other, the other, you know, a third example is, is, is social media. You know, I, I grew up in an era, era uh, with, you know, a three TV channels, you know, a couple of radio stations and a telephone in the, in the hall under the stairs. Very, very different world. You know, social media has fundamentally transformed our social relations at a local level and at a, a global level. Uh, and there was, there, was, there, was, there was something on uh, just a news item the other day uh, about the number of text messages that the average uh, young person receives in a day. And it's about 300 a day on, on, on average. You know, it's, it's a huge amount of, of interaction between individuals that now takes place on, um, you know, on, on, on social media platform. And again, that's changed our relations. It, it's changed what it means to be human. You know, and that's just, you know, austerity, COVID, social media, they're three major events of the last 10, 15 years that have fundamentally altered what it means to be human or have, or have illuminated a whole range of social problems that themselves impact individuals on an everyday life. That's what I love about it, Nathan. It's always moving, it's always shifting, there's always something new. You never quite know what's around the corner. Um, and I, I, could, I could go on because, you know, we've got, you know, rising religious fundamentalism impacts people in different parts of the world. Um, rise of AI, we're, we're not quite there yet because it's so recent, but the rise of you know, artificial intelligence te technologies, that will change what it means to be, to be, to be human. It, 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 glo global warming and, and, and protest movements, you know, so, so campaigns for social change. There are so, so many topics and, and that's what I love. You know, it is always changing, such a dynamic. And, and what we're studying today may, ne may not be what we're studying in three years' time, because who knows what's around the corner. Yeah, yeah. very true. Yeah. Um, so if we focus in on a few bits now, 
and sort of the sociology course at Liverpool Hope, what are maybe a few key topics that are sort of uh, studied, if you like, throughout the, the undergraduate de uh, degree programme? Okay, so I mean, it's quite, it's quite difficult to capture briefly because it's, I, I said already, it, it's such a broad topic. Uh, and I know, Mike, you'll, you know, you'll remember from when you studied from first, second and third year, you, you know, you can probably struggle to list all the different topics because yeah. there, there, there's so many. Um, but I think from a hope perspective, one of the things that we are, are really concerned about is issues of, of social justice. So whether it's to do with, uh, you know, discrimination or prejudice or lack of access, lack of access to certain resources. Um, so one of the things that run, runs through the course is, is looking at things like uh, social class divisions and, 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 and poverty um, whether that links to uh, education, access to health services um, social mobility and, and, and how easy or difficult it is to advance socially in, in everyday life so we are, we are interested in issues such as uh, class and poverty uh, we have a theme called the life course which looks at age and, and how uh, different groups experience the social world in, in, in different ways according to their age. You know, young, young, young people's uh, social worlds, young people's sociology will be different from uh, the sociology, the social worlds of, of aging populations. So we are interested to see how, you know, people's experiences of society shifts and changes over the life course. Uh, we look at issues to do with uh, race and ethnicity, you know, again, again, if we're looking at themes to have emerged in recent years, the, we've had the, the Black Lives Matters movement, we've had the Me Too campaign, you know, race and racism and, you know, misogyny and gender discrimination, nothing new. But we've seen resurgences of, of, of campaigns largely through so, social media in recent years. So again, we like to sort of focus on, on those issues as well. And I think that theme of social justice and how it links to certain groups in society is something that runs right, right, right through the causes. The, the, the fundamental thread that runs right through the cause is this idea of, of, of the sociological imagination. We, we, we want people to... Uh, apply their 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 minds, uh, their their thinking in a, in a sociological way, um, and there's a famous idea, famous famous American uh, sociologist. I'll, I'll I'll test Michael on this one in, in a moment, uh, but it's right in the 1960s, C. C. Wright Mills, uh, an American sociologist, who talked about how you know how private matters are actually public issues. And that's so many of the things that we think are unique to us as individuals are actually linked to broader social forces. And that's something that runs all the way through it. How, how, how is you know, your experience as an individual connected to wider social you know, forces? So how is your experience at school, whether you do really well at school, really not so well at school? what university you go to, what studies that you, you, you know, what courses you choose to study and so on. You know, how is that linked to expectations around class, expectations around gender, expectations around uh, disability and, and, and so on. And, and we, you know, Mike, Michael mentioned, I'll, I'll, you, know, you can come back to the, the neoliberal agenda in, in, in a moment, uh, Michael, but one of, one, of the, one, of the, one of the big issues in, in the last 20, 30 years or so is how we are actively encouraged 
to see ourselves as individually responsible for everything that happens in our life. And, and we often do that, and, and in doing that, lose sight of the fact that our individual lives are actually you know, intricately connected to these broader social forces. And that's what we're trying to do throughout the course, is what are the social forces? What, what are the different elements in, in society that, that shape us as individuals and maybe make us think that we're individually responsible for everything in our lives when actually there is much more going on? Okay. okay. Um, I'm going to come to something now that will be really good for both of you, I think, actually, a different, different angle. Um, from each of you in terms of what advice would you give to someone starting sociology at university in September? Okay, Michael, you're more recent well, students. I would say just um, one. So when I did sociology, I'd never done it at GCSE or A-level. Um, so I was sort of going in blind. Like I had an interest in things, um, but I, I hadn't done much reading about any of the sort of key thinkers, knew a bit about Marx, but everyone else was you know, but sort of brand new to me. And I'd say just don't try not to worry about that. Um, because as um, Dave said, so the first, the first year was a lot talking about the, the sociological imagination um, and really like getting you thinking like that. So I remember one of the first exercises we did, I think it might have been in our second week, um, my teacher that was Jasna, um, little shout out there, um, said, um, I want you to go, go home have a walk around your block, your area, whatever, um, and just take a picture of something that you see that sort of gets you thinking. Um, and it, it was it's that simple. Like, it, it's everywhere. So, like, I, I remember I, I took a picture of a betting shop um, because, honestly, the, the reason I thought was because I was in a lecture and I wanted to go and put a bet on a horse um, in uni. And where, where uni is in Chilwell, quite a nice area. And I thought, geez, there's no bookies for miles. I can't find a betting shop anywhere. But by ours... There's loads. Like, you, you can't fall over without finding a betting shop. And it got me thinking about gambling addictions and what areas they target and stuff. And as Dave said earlier, about um, the impact on, uh, you know, the individual and things. It's like, okay, you see someone with a gambling addiction, you think, well, that's your fault, stop betting. And then you think, well, hang on, in poorer areas, there's 50 betting shops in a mile radius because they know that they need the quick fix, they need the money because they, they haven't got it, so they're looking for that quick fix, whereas in richer areas, they, they don't need that because they're living comfortable lives. And all that stemmed from me wanting to put a bet on the three o'clock at Haydock. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that's what bet. I mean. What's that? You still bet? Occasionally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm still poor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but, but that's what I mean, Like that's how it, it, it changes. Yes, yeah, so I'd say that's a good way of starting. You know, when when you're thinking about how to get involved in sociology, you don't need to pick up marks and get. I mean, it helps, like, but you don't need to get lost in all the, you know, the old thinkers. And and if it's a bit scary and overwhelming for you, just have a walk around and, and look at things, look at life, because that's what sociology is, and it can sort of get you thinking like that. The always lost, by the way, so it's a good job to put that better. I was, was going to ask that actually. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I think I think the important thing as well. And you 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 probably, you've, you've just said it yourself there, Michael. Like you didn't do A levels, you didn't mm. do just GCSE. I mean, you know, so I I genuinely believe that sociology is for everyone, and that we're all sociologists without necessarily re realizing it. Um, and it's an analogy, you know. It sounds like oh, it's it's, it's a big word. It's you know, it's a sort of scientific word, the, stu the study of society. But you know, first year is very much you know taught on the basis that 
people haven't done yeah. sociology before you know our, our introduction course is very much that don't so don't come to us thinking that you've got to have done GCSE or you've got to have done a level and if you don't do that you're going to be disadvantaged you know we we, we walk through with you we you know we, we, we very much get you to think about the, the, the key ideas assuming that you've not done sociology before all we ask of you is that you have an inquiring mind and you you can you know you're interested in society and you're interested in the way society works and maybe you're you know you are picking up on some of the the global protest movements or maybe you are thinking about uh, you know photo id you know being introduced for elections and, and, and maybe why that's been introduced and what possible implications of that are maybe you are thinking about social media and the positives you know most people have got social media accounts so it can't all be bad but you know there's also a lot of links to mental health and bullying and online harassment and so on so if, if you've got a critical mind and you whether it's to do with poverty and the, num- the number of betting shops and the number of fast food outlets and the number of you know m- money lenders and, and pawnbrokers in your neighborhood the number of food banks that are popping up and you and you're interested in that or you're concerned about that then sociology is is very much fit for you but but don't think you've got to come with all that prior knowledge about you know understanding theory and the complexities of it that's what you'll get in your first year we'll walk you through with that and second third year you, you, you're much more equipped aren't you might yeah. you, you're yeah. probably much more confident in your final year as, a, as yeah definitely it, bu- it builds up nicely going from just you thinking about sort of day-to-day life because the theory sort of clicks in when you have that imagination um, if you just go straight into it without already sort of thinking critically, it might you might be a, you you might struggle a bit. So they do a good job of building it up first of getting that as the you know the, the key phrase the sociological imagination, um, and you get that going, and then they sort of sprinkle in the theories and that, and it it's not overwhelming at all. Let's like say as someone who'd never studied sort of anything like that really, um, yeah. But why, Mike? Why? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, thank you both for your time today. Um, coming down here, Dave, as well, to, to record with us. Um, and we hope you've enjoyed listening. We hope that this has been a really informative uh, sort of little half-hour segment on the sociology courses that we've got here at Hope. Um, and we hope to see you very soon.